Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Impact by Choice. Today I will have with me an amazing lady that has inspired me over time, over the last uh, 12 months with her post. She's a leadership coach and she is an active uh, supporter of um, not making discrimination, of empowering people to be themselves and empowering people to understand that life is worth living no matter what. Even though we had um, issues in the past, even though we, we faced several adversities, but we need to move on and try to see the beauty in this life. Caroline is a seasoned executive coach with 20 years of experience serving global multinational companies. She's currently co-CEO for a learning consulting company named Tier Global, and at the same time, she's co-CEO for a mentoring platform called Mentor You Global. She chose to dive into harnessing inclusive spaces over the last five years that offer tools for businesses to thrive. In the same time, she enjoys the sweet spot between coaching, creating inspirational content, and social entrepreneurship as her life's passion and mission. As a woman, there's a few aspects that you may not have uh, learned from social media. And um, I have a few interesting um, over here. One, one of them um, is the fact that she's the mom of a wise 14-year-old man, a mindfulness practitioner, uh, and she loves baking gluten-free cakes. And she's a lover of community. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for joining me today. How are you? Andrada, first off, you know, thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, you know that I follow all your posts. I love your intentions. I love your fire. So I'm very honored to be on the show with you today. And I'm, I'm just about incredibly uh, grateful. Thank you. I'm really, really happy that, that you, we feel, it's a mutual feeling, to be honest. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's nice to see that someone that you admire um, is on the same page with you. But by the way, I just wanted, I just felt this need to compliment your, your shirt. It's absolutely amazing. And the color fits you really well. Is there any story behind it? I mean, it may seem weird, uh, because we usually just, you know, go out and buy things. But it's, I have this thing that there's a story behind this, this shirt. Am I right. right? Yes, you are. Because this is my own label. You no. Know, <laughs> yes, it is. It's my label. I have my name at the back. Uh, because in between being a leadership coach, uh, when I had my son, I couldn't go back to... Uh, you know, the rigorous hours of corporate life. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I thought about starting something creative. I wanted to channelize my energy and my creativity. So I got into opening a boutique. Uh, and it was crazy because I didn't have any background in fashion designing. Uh, and I learned everything on the job. Mm -hmm. uh, and such an incredibly fulfilling journey. I had, you know, tailors and I was 
you know, I broke even in three months. So from a business perspective, it was doing well. And I used to design wow. fashionable workwear uh, that's versatile, shirt mm-hmm. dresses, wrap dresses, and things like that for women. And I loved it. Wonderful. Wow. That's, that's certainly a thing that I, I believe that people from social media do not know about you, right? Did yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it's been a long time. You know, I started it in 2007. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, I, ha- I was actually forced to shut it in 2013 because, you know, we kind of evolved into designing only white wedding gowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that entire journey, that landscape of, you know, just sitting with clients and the whole business part was a very, very uh, thoroughly enriching, fulfilling experience. It was hard to manage that and be in the corporate world. Okay, but, but you said that at some point you focused on just designing wedding dresses. But why was that? I mean, if, if the industry was not going so well in that in that um, area in that direction um, we always have a choice to reinvent ourselves was it too hard to you know find a new niche at that very point in time so I discovered uh, you know I discovered that I completely tanked the business from a business perspective because while I was doing well in the short term, I couldn't keep up with, you know, all the big labels out there and mm-hmm. it was commercially viable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the time from design production to getting it on a person. Uh, and then, you know, from a business perspective, I made choices to transition into just white wedding gowns because I thought it was a lot more lucrative but mm-hmm. now for a few years it did really well I mean we were retailing in three different cities uh, out here but it was uh, it was tough to compete with you know um, markets that um, design not really design but manufacture white wedding gowns for a lot less so it just defeats the purpose because i don't want to be in a business that uh you know sort of lessens the value of designing and things like that it just didn't quite fit it didn't feel right from the perspective of my why uh and i had to i i was forced uh, to shut it down for commercial reasons. Okay, I see. But I, I believe that you took a lot of lessons out of that, right? At least after having that venture, you learned definitely what it means to create a business from scratch, what it means to fail, right? Because uh, we, we're kind of afraid of a failure, right? You probably learned what it means to be afraid as well. But what was the most important lesson that you actually took from that experience? There was, you know, to be honest, there was a lot going on for me during that time. Uh, And when I look back, I realized that those struggles seemed hard because I was in it. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, the story that I was living was, was very disempowering. And so my choices became very disempowering as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I came to a point, and I think a lot of us come to the point where we are forced to make empowering choices. Right. Which is a good it's a good thing. So I'm not even talking about fear. I'm talking about choices. When you come to a point where you probably feel there's no road ahead, you, you end up creating a road. You mm-hmm. end up doing things that you probably didn't know you were, you know, you were capable of doing. So, you know, that uh, phase in my life was, by far one of the most difficult phases. Uh, you know, there was a lot going on in my life and my inner dialogue was very, very disempowering. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when you feel disempowered, you begin to make disempowering choices because you're operating from that mind space. Right. Uh, but that's also a good thing because... I believe, like Winston Churchill, I think, said that, you know, when you're going through hell, keep going. Mm-hmm. I always think about that because that was hell for me. And I realized that just the fact that I was broken and I was in pain, that's when I truly discovered how strong I am. That's when I truly discovered uh, how far I can push myself. And at points, often enough, without a support system. Wow. So going through hell pushed me into a zone of limitlessness. I realized the world is a huge open space of opportunity. You just have to look with a fresh pair of eyes. So that, I think, was one of the biggest um aspects that I discovered about myself. I think adversity it can be a limit, but it can also be a channel to discover your potential, to unlock your potential. And that's something that I continue to access even through everything that I'm going through right now. I don't believe personally that there is any person on this planet without a story and that no one has experienced some level of adversity in their life. Life is all about that. I think life is the biggest lesson. We're always learning something. We can either choose to deny it or reject it uh, and life becomes really hard or we can say, hell yeah, I'm showing up. And that's what I did. And that to me has been my biggest lesson through that phase. Okay. So you just, you know, without, without even knowing, you just answered my next question because you stressed a really, really dear word to me, which is choice. And my next question would have been, how do you feel about the power of choice? So, but as I said, you already answered it and I'm really happy that you did because um, I'm sure that all the choices that you made afterwards, when you, you know, overcame that very moment, 
were better and better every day. Was it like that? Yeah, I think uh, life does end up feeling like a fine wine. You know, it does get better with age. Uh, I can truly say that. I feel I'm at a point where I'm really starting to allow myself to just let go, mm -hmm. to enjoy moments. I really, truly have started intentionally practicing the art of immersing myself in each day without worrying about tomorrow. So I, you know, um, I've been practicing meditation for the last six odd years. And I think meditation has by far been one of the most valuable, uh, the most powerful, the most helpful tools through some of the most difficult points in my life. Mm -hmm. And I've discovered so much about myself. Uh, and to me, when I look at the last few years, I think it has strengthened my voice. It has strengthened the feeling of my purpose and who I am on this planet. So, you know, personally for me, meditation has been hugely valuable, very powerful, very helpful in terms of helping me discover how strong I am, mm -hmm. helping me discover how grounded and focused I can stay amidst the noise, amidst the chaos. Uh, and I feel a lot of resilience. Uh, and, and I'm sure you, you would probably agree. You know, we all have a story. We all have challenges and adversity mm -hmm. at some level. But I believe that meditation for me has just opened my mind up to possibility. Just to look at the world in a positive, progressive, it can happen way. Okay, so I understand that meditation has a great head over time and still has a great impact over your own self. But uh, talking about impact, and if this show is called Impact by Choice, um, do, how do you, what is one actionable thing that you're doing on a daily basis to empower other people? Do you recommend them meditation or do you have your own tools, your own set of tools that you created to empower other people to, to see life in a, in a brighter light? As a coach, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of tools that I access uh, and share with my clients. Mm -hmm. um, I do that personally too because I don't, well, I believe that I need to practice what I preach. Uh, right. And that's the only way to really live authentically. So one you know, one area that continues to help me on an everyday basis is preparation mm -hmm. for 
you know, I like to, I have a diary that I literally use to outline what I want to do every day. And I, you won't believe, I literally go and tick each one out when I finish them uh, at the end of the day, because it gives me a sense, even if it's small micro changes, just knowing that I have done something towards achieving my goal feels good. It right. feels real. It feels tangible. So, so that's one area of preparation. The second one is the practice of staying open to uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Because I feel that, you know, when, when you're open to letting go and allowing things to just flow and be in the moment, you know that everything that you've planned, all the preparation that I talked about, all that can go wrong. You can fall flat on your face like I have done so many times in my life. I, I had a plan. It didn't work out. Right. And I took it personally. I took those times when I failed as personal jabs of being a failure. But I realized when I look back, I was not a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I did the best that I could do in those situations. There are some things that are not in my control. <clears throat> They're out of my control. Mm-hmm. So just letting staying open to uncertainty and having fun. It's okay. You know, it's okay to not be perfect. I used to think I need to be perfect and have this perfect life and this perfect picture of myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, the thing should be. And now it's just perfect the way it is with everything that's happening, all the ups and downs. And it feels beautiful. It feels warm, nurturing, magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I look at my life this way, I feel so blessed. That's so nice to say because I... I am an advocate of, you know, just embrace the unknown because it, it, it hides, um, uh, it hides magic. That's what I like to call it. And seeing someone from the other corner of the world doing the same, it's really empowering. And I think that actually does make a real impact on, on the people that you're talking to, right? On definitely on a, on a daily basis. But you said that there were circumstances that you couldn't control. But I believe that there were also a few lessons that you needed to take from that very situation, right? So uh, being open to uncertainty, as you call it, and to the unknown, as I call it, I think it's very beneficial precisely because of that, because we're then opening ourselves to new lessons. And that's just the way how growth happens, right? You're right. You're right. And I believe that life happens in patterns. When I say that, what I mean is that life is always teaching us a lesson necessary for us to move to the next level. Mm -hmm. But if we continue to reject the lesson and we say, no, I don't want it. I don't want to change. It's not right for me. It keeps coming back in another way to teach us until we learn. Yeah, I agree, 
I agree with that. I think that's the only pattern that I actually accept because I've witnessed it on my own skin, so to say. And um, I know, you know, firsthand that it actually happens. But until the point that we actually, you know, open our eyes and our minds, first of all, to, to accepting what's going on into our lives, that's, um, that's something that we cannot actually take on because we're being taught to be, re- uh, to be resistant to change. And it's interesting, now that I know that you have a son, I, for some reason I didn't know until today, um, but talking about making an impact and talking about embracing the unknown, what is the greatest le- lesson that you're trying to teach your, uh, your kid right now? That's such a good question. I don't think I'm trying to teach him anything. I think I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he teaches me more than I could ever know. So if I have to flip that question, I think what I am learning from my son is the power of observation, mm-hmm. the power of silence, and the power of unconditional love wow those are three amazing things to you as a parent to uh, state that you're learning from your kid that's that's amazing but still um i do agree with you that we should show our kids the fact that we are also vulnerable so that we are not perfect that we are in in that process of continuous improvement but on the other hand we I do believe at, at least I am trying to pass them along the life lessons that I've learned until the stage when I can pass them to them. So in this particular moment, what would be the greatest lesson that you learned over time? And you think that at this age, uh, your, your kid is ready to take and uh, pass along to others? Respect for women. Wow, that's a powerful one. Good for you. Very well done. Okay, and how do you how do you encourage him? I think that's always been a, a very mindful intention for me that as a boy growing up with his mom, for him to understand balance at home, for him to help out in a way that uh, you know he understands struggles. Mm-hmm. That is true. Uh, that most women don't talk about, uh, and so being actively willing to help out in the house, uh, being and he's a very sensitive human being, uh, so that really helps. Uh, we have a lot of adult conversations. Mm-hmm. I consider him. An adult. That's awesome. That's 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 a brilliant lesson that you're trying to pass along because. In my point of view, if more people would would try to, you know, pass along this very lesson, I think that we could also stop a bit uh, the bullying process that's going on. Because once we're teaching our kids respect for women, I think that I do believe on the side that automatically the brain will be wired in such a way that uh, that very kid will understand that it's not just for women, that is important, the respect, but also uh, for, for his peers. What, what do you think about this? How do you feel about bullying? And how can you, you know, 
um, help your kids to prevent bullying because we know that we are all you know exposed to this kind of unfortunate events that especially as kids or uh, as teenagers right as teenagers i think that that's the most critical age when kids are trying to discover their own personality they're trying to take something from their parents but in the in the end also adapt what they take from the parents to their own style of being so in this whole process how can we as parents empower them to to say no to bullying i think one family at a time i think one person at a time mm-hmm. i see this uh, you know i don't look at this as a problem with the community i think this is scope for us as parents as individuals to live and practice on an everyday basis because children are always learning from us and whether we know it or not the behavior that we choose to exhibit is what they learn unconsciously so if we truly understand and practice respect kindness compassion those are things that become a part of their story at least for the initial years correct and some easier to show up for themselves to understand courage resilience self respect respect for you know other human beings and other creatures so i think that it is a it's a personal responsibility as a mom for me to practice it myself in my experience in my human experience for my son then to understand emulate and exhibit those values in his life story too that's amazing and i need to learn from you about that um but what what about resilience because kids are also you know they're in this environment on always uh having this competition among them and they're trying to be the first i i think For instance, I do have this issue with my two girls. The young one always wants to be the first no matter what she does. Right? She wants to be the first to um get to the door. She wants to be the first who wants to finish eating or to drink water and so on. But that's a really really sensitive topic to me and this is why I'm asking you um how how would you, you know, advise someone if if they asked you how can we decrease this a spirit of competition which is on one side is a good thing right to have a bit of competition but when we touch you know that the other border when is excessive competition it becomes destructive so how how would you manage this so that your kid would only take the constructive competition and avoid the destructive one You know my uh, response remains the same. I believe that the story that we tell ourselves as parents it might be unconscious. It might be unconscious a story, but the one that we tell ourselves is what our children pick up on. I know that my son goes to a school that might be competitive but 
I choose as a parent when I walk into a parent-teacher meeting to not beat my son up, to encourage him, mm-hmm. to value him for the person, the human being that he is. Uh, and I continue to tell him this. This is my message to him. Your report card, how well you do each year is actually, honestly, not at all important for me. Mm-hmm. I tell him that at the end of your school life, when you look back, I would want you to be a better human being. I like that. And for that to translate into your workspace, your business, and of course, more importantly, in your personal life, that is the measure of success to me. So there is no pressure. He might experience pressure in school and come back. Wow, this was a really, really empowering conversation, especially as parents. I think that we have a lot of things to pick up from um, from today's interview. So I'm really, really grateful that you joined me today, uh, Caroline, and that you gave us a chance to learn about yourself a bit more than what is daily exposed on social media, especially as a parent. And um, you know how you deal with meditation and what, what governs your life um, after all. So again, thank you very much for joining me today. I have to say thank you because, um, you know, I love your show. I love uh, the questions. They're all very insightful. Uh, It reflects, uh, you know, the belief system that you bring in in terms of kindness, uh, empowerment, um, courage, resilience. Mm -hmm. I think these are things that uh, come through very strongly through your message. Uh, and I wish you much more success uh, to empower many, many lives out there through your show. So thank you. It's an honor being on your show. Thank you very much. It's really, really kind of you, Caroline. Thank you. And I wish you an awesome day ahead. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.